to your entire staff, to the Arlington Renegades. You are our champions. Confetti is falling. Bob Stoops is hoisting a XFL trophy. Big game, Bob. How about this uh, from the weekend that was? season around. Uh, the assistant coaches and the players really deserve the credit. They've stuck together, they've hung together, and here towards the end of the year, we've really hit our stride at the right time. Have you ever experienced in your long career of coaching, decorated career, a turnaround quite like this? No, not like this. Um, and and uh, I'd, I'd say a big turning point was getting Luis Perez, getting our quarterback Luis in there. He really has galvanized the team, and uh, they're really a, a strong unit right now. Congratulations. Enjoy. There you go. Big game, Bob. How about that? It's just crazy. I mean, what they finished, four and six, and they got in the playoffs and make a run like they did. Yep, 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 yep. Go on. Gosh. And it's a coronation. <laughs> I remember watching the Renegades early in the year. My man, Bob, doesn't really have a good team. <laughs> man, how did out he, of nowhere. How did he get roped into this thing? <laughs> uh, good for him. And then, lo and behold, you heard him. Get uh, get Mr. Perez, the, the QB, and away they go. In route to a title. Kind now, of a now, fun moment for the yeah. weekend. Now, what's the next move for Bob? Is he going to stick with us? Or? Somebody texted in earlier and was asking, well, do you think Bob Stoops will be the next coach of the Cowboys? Cowboys? Yeah, I don't know. Does he want to go NFL route or stick with this maybe for a few more years? I don't know. That's a great question that – uh, Tyler, you can ask that when he comes on the show <laughs> next. We'll, uh, we'll let you ask him what's uh, what's next from a coaching standpoint. He seems to be enjoying this quite a bit. Yeah, I don't think. It's Why much, not? Yeah, not. I don't think it's much pressure at all for him to be head coach at the XFL level. You don't really have to deal much with much drama on your team. He's got some good players. They all pretty friendly get get along together. He likes his assistant coach. He likes his players. Got his quarterback back, which was a big for him. It's definitely not Oklahoma pressure. No, it's it's, not. it's different, and it in give Bob Stoops credit though. You say that it's not Oklahoma pressure. It doesn't have the same hype and expectations and this and that around it. Bob Stoops obviously and his players and this team. You say it's not as much pressure. I don't want it to take away these guys. Obviously, take it very seriously. It's their professional livelihoods for these players on this roster, and they're champions, and they should be uh, celebrated for that. And what a moment. Great to see Bob Stoops get uh, another coronation. The, just the moment right there with uh, they don't call him Big Game Bob for no reason, baby. Man, for him to hang, yeah, hang up another trophy. Very, very fun. That uh, one of uh, several moments this weekend. I saw the uh, tweet that Tyler put out. Jalen Hurts, how about this, comes back to Norman, gets his master's degree. I had, no, I, yeah, I had no idea he was coming back for that. I saw a video of someone at the graduation, and believe it or not, that's Jalen Hurts walking. Uh, human, yeah, human relations. I'm a sucker for that story, too. The athlete goes pro, 
leaves school, comes back, gets the diploma. And for it to be a master's degree is uh, really, really impressive. You're talking about somebody in Jalen Hurts that, Connor, he, he doesn't need a master's degree. No. Okay? He, he's, he's just that dude. He's very professional. Well, what I'm saying is my man's got some money, okay? <laughs> yeah, he does. He, he doesn't need a diploma to, to be making any cash. But, hey, if there's some things that he wants to do outside of football in the future – that uh, maybe he would need his master's degree for, or he just values his education. Pretty cool, pretty cool that he would uh, he'd come back and uh, and finish his degree and be honored in that way. Yeah, speaking of that, I saw something that Stetson Bennett has not graduated from Georgia. And he's I been know there for five years. It's, we can't <laughs> we can't celebrate one athlete without absolutely berating no, I know, another. I know. I yeah. When I saw Jalen Hurts and I was scrolling down more, and it yeah it said Stetson Bennett has <laughs> not graduated. Do we have that on definitive authority, or is that just I don't know. somebody Surely told him? Surely he graduated. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if he has or has not. Based on the tweet we saw, I, I guess he has not graduated. Dude, because you got to have minimum credits to compete. I mean, he's been Well, you have to have a certain years. GPA, do okay. you not? Okay, yeah, I don't know. Well... <laughs> Your stats a bit. I, I I don't know. <laughs> Maybe there's uh, ways Go around. Go back and things. get your degree. That APR rate, though, you're supposed to have a certain type of APR. I don't know if he's just like taking two classes a semester. So I don't know what's going on. Do you want to switch gears real quick? We got a text from Jim in Arlington. Yes, and this is the perfect segue for it. So take it away. Please, PSA OU baseball needs all available Sooner fans at L Dale for Tuesday evening game against UT Arlington. Then for Bedlam series Thursday through Saturday. First time in a long time, all three Bedlam games are being played in Norman. Sooner still trying to get in the NCAA tournament. That is from Jim in Arlington. No doubt. Need need Eldell to be packed all week. Could use a raucous environment and a chance for them to really really enhance that resume. They they did what we said they probably needed to do, which is go to Spokane and just just sweep through it, take care of business, and give the Sooners give them credit. Man, they have found a way to start really playing some good baseball this uh, this past month. Now all of a sudden. 29 and 22 overall. They, they again, sweep their way uh, out of Washington just the way that they needed to do versus Gonzaga. They're 37th in the RPI. And if you're into what some of this will mean for their resume, UT Arlington, okay, not, not great out of the whack. Right there, smack dab, 500 on the season and 104th overall. So this midweek game, Got to take care of biz. Cannot be a slip-up in terms of an at-large opportunity. Need to take care of business there the same way you did versus Gonzaga. And then uh, you got a chance to really enhance things when you play Oklahoma State, who's 21st in the RPI. I, 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 you don't have to win out now, but you do need to beat UT Arlington, and winning this series versus Oklahoma State would position you to where I think you're in pretty good Pretty good shape, Connor, for an at-large bid. Yeah, you need that win leading up to the Bedlam series. I did see something with Kendall Rogers of D1. This was before the Gonzaga series. He still thinks OU needs to win the series against Oklahoma State and maybe win a game in the Big 12 tournament, which I don't know about that. I think they've done enough. If they beat UTA and then, say, win just one game against OSU, I know you want to win the series, but... I think winning just one game can get the job done. Yeah, let's go ahead and take two. 
Take two. <laughs> Don't even put that out into the universe. They need the series. I, I, I'm, I'm with you. There is a path, but then that would probably mean probably mean you got to go win the Big 12 tournament. If you – and maybe you need to do that anyways. Just remove all doubt. Go win the Big 12 tournament, and you got no issues. But if you're thinking at-large bid – Win the series, win the Bedlam series, and you're in really, really good shape to where maybe you just go get one. I, what are you laughing about? Okay, well, I got a message from Drew. I heard this earlier from Plank. They also need to find their stolen jerseys. A set of uniforms got stolen in Spokane over the weekend. Did you oh, hear no. about that? No. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know about the whole like every single jersey, but yeah, a handful of jerseys got stolen. So we got to get those back if we want to play. Somebody, uh, somebody was was it Michael Jordan? Where they they like snuck in and stole the jersey, and then they wound up giving it back. Oh, maybe I don't quite remember. They they like went through the ventilation system or something. Yeah, and the door to the locker room was locked, but they it was somebody that like worked at the arena and they climbed up into the <laughs> ventilation system and and jumped into the locker room and stole the jersey. Oh, that's good. And then even after that, they gave it back uh, because all of a sudden you realize. Okay, this is a expensive jersey. It could be in some states under certain situations. If you pawn that thing off, could wind up being a felony for you. Yeah, you could. Yeah, and I don't know if we have a felony back. on our hands here with these jerseys, but man, that's a, a legitimate crime. Yeah, and they're the gray cutoffs too, which I really love those jerseys. So we better find a way to get those back. Meanwhile, though, somebody uh, wound up with uh, some serious memorabilia. They did. Maybe, wonder perhaps, how, wonder, allegedly. Wonder how all that happened. If it happened at the hotel, or I don't know. If it was a genuine, honest mix-up, or if it was a "Look at what I found here." <laughs> but but beauties. either either way, really important weekend coming up in midweek game too for OE baseball to find a way and make it back to a regional. This team though, they they have uh, started playing some really good baseball late, haven't they? The offense is yeah really picking up. Pitching still. A little if for Oklahoma, but, yeah, the bats are there. They're looking really solid right now. They're having different guys step up. Completed the sweep with the 9-1 uh, win yesterday, and, yeah, it was, uh, it was a hit-a-thon in, in game two. I mean, runs left and right. First game kind of reads like a baseball game, 5-2, and then you win a game 19-12. That's, that's college baseball, baby. Dude, I feel sorry for Toby in that game, too, because Zaga put up seven runs in that bottom of the ninth inning. That game lasted four hours. It went to midnight. Yeah, this, uh, this is not a joke, uh, by the way. Ryan Gaines, uh, th- this is from Jim in Arlington, saying, according to Ryan Gaines, someone stole a whole set of uh, Oklahoma's baseball jerseys plus a projector projector from the team meeting room uh, in their hotel. So now they're they're sure to set for the remainder of the season. That is uh, that is wild. Dude, you got to have better security for that. My gosh. Steal a projector <laughs> plus the uniforms. My gosh. Well, man, you know, all of that together is no rocket surgeon here, but not cheap. Not cheap. Not not uh, not cheap at all. So that's frustrating. That's disappointing. But Sooner fans, Eldale Get out. UT Arlington, Bedlam, and let's hope this team can keep it rolling like they, they had it and have had it for this uh, last couple of weeks here. They've, they've done what they needed to do, Connor. They, they had to go on a run here, 
and they've been able to get that accomplished to all of a sudden get their head above water and in a position to where 500 in Big 12 play, go win this series, you finish with an above 500 mark in league play, that's probably going to get you in regardless of what happens in the Big 12 tournament. Yeah, people were really worried about that. Was it the Baylor series when they lost two out of three to not a very good Baylor team, but they responded really well. Man, it started when they swept Texas. That's what when they started making some No moves, doubt. Yeah, toward the end of the season. So they're looking really good right now. Man, it would cap it off if they can win a series against Oklahoma State. Sooners are hot, baby. Sooners are are hot. That's yeah, a rolling. Th- this is an important week. The, the, the thing that you can't do, and I, you, you almost <laughs> – yeah, you, you know. You know what they yes, can't do. I know. Just win, baby. Come on. <laughs> can't get swept. You cannot get swept by Oklahoma State. Find a way to win a game or two. Come on. Win the series. Best case scenario, I think, locks you in as an at-large bid. And win one and then go get a game or two at the Big 12 tournament. I think you're in. Can't get swept. And and can't lose this game to uh, UT Arlington. Someone asked, what was the over-under for stolen (laughs) projectors this season? Well, uh, I I think we've hit the over. Let's let's put five. (laughs) Yeah. And it got to one, so you won. Congrats. Well, and if you were betting the over, then we're going to have to call you into the office for an investigation. You are officially uh, prime suspect numero uno. The uh, text line, some interesting comments uh, from Gunny. Lots of people, and, and I saw I saw this remark over the weekend. The uh, oh gosh, why why am I blanking on the Farley move? Tommy boy, they they had the people were sharing that video underneath the Stetson Bennett deal, the tweet where he hadn't graduated from college, and uh, Tommy boy looks to a Spades character and he says, he says that I have graduated and <laughs> only took me seven years. <laughs> That's good. And uh, he says, can you believe it? And what's the other remark? He says, yeah, you know, they, they got a name for that. They call those people doctors. Doctors. People that go <laughs> yeah, to school go for seven, seven years. years. And that's what Gunny said here. Is Either a doctor or you're Stetson Bennett. <laughs> Stetson, I really hope you get your degree, man. You, I don't know. Whatever. Who cares? He doesn't need his degree. He's got uh, a big big bag of NFL cash coming his way. But uh, a couple of other people said from the 310, thank goodness Jalen has uh, his master's degree to fall back on in case that football thing doesn't work out. That's right. Out. Yeah, I think uh, I think he's gonna be okay. One more five eight zero says OU has won ten out of thirteen. Of course, in softball you can lose twelve out of fifteen and be <laughs> sixteen. Yes, that that is true, dude. In most sports, if you lose ten out of thirteen games toward the end of the regular season, that'll knock you out of a top twenty five, and to stay in a regional. Yeah, I think they're o- good. Lo- they're good losses. Oklahoma though. I mean, State should have been a regional host, in my opinion. I do think they're one of the sixteen best. They. To me, if I was on the committee, they would not have been a super host. They would not have been a national no. seed. Based on the fact that that criteria to me should still matter. You know, I, I don't know. Maybe you maybe you don't remember this, Connor. The NCAA men's basketball tournament, the last 10, used to be a massive criteria point that teams would get dinged for every single year. For the men's basketball tournament, and, and, and I'm sure the women's tournament too. But uh, I, I just remember growing up as a kid, I mean, that was huge. How you're playing lately. The the conference tournaments typically mattered. You'd see somebody, wait a second, I don't know that they should be a three-seed or a two-seed or a one-seed here, but they would get it. 
based on winning the conference tournament and how they played the last 10, or somebody that you thought, okay, they should be a one seed, a two seed, a three seed, they wouldn't wind up on that seed line based on the fact that the the end of the season, they just didn't play very well coming down the home stretch. Now, the, the NCAA men's basketball tournament has gotten rid of that criteria point, and it kind of feels like the selection processes across the board, they, they don't put that much stock or weight into how are you playing right now? How are you playing lately? There's less of a push on that in more of a, hey, what does the overall body of work look like? And honestly, there should be a happy medium. How you're playing right now, it's got to matter. It has to matter. Yeah, because now you're in postseason time. I mean, that's a critical part. you got to play well down the stretch. And for some reason, uh, softball terms, you got OSU not really playing well, Bama not playing well. But either way, I think I think Wichita State could beat OSU. I think they got a tough draw. Nine one eight Rod. Before we hit a to here, do the seeds really matter? Ask the OU girls. They don't care who they play. Their confidence is through the roof right now. Whoever they play, they got to deal with Jordy. They got to deal with Starocko. They've got to deal with May and Deal, as well as a hitting lineup capable of burying teams early. <laughs> so good luck with that. Yes, 918, Rod. Well, for Oklahoma, seedings don't really matter. For everybody else, like, say, Stanford, yeah, I would I would tell you that Stanford probably feels like seedings mattered. For Utah, Utah, yeah, they probably feel like seedings matter. And there's a couple of other teams. For Alabama, probably feel like, hey, seedings kind of matter this morning. But, yes, for Oklahoma, no. Yeah, put them on. I don't know, this galaxy or another galaxy, and they're probably winning the uh, third straight national championship. Yeah, they don't really care who that 16th seed is once they get to a super regional and make their way to OKC. But have fun trying to beat Oklahoma. That's what all, all I got to say. It is hour number two. We've run long in segment number one, but uh, hour number two presented by Allison Insurance. That is allisoninsurance.com. Health insurance, life insurance, Medicare supplements, and more. Bob and Robert Allison, they've got the uh, the needs to best fit you and your office for insurance, and they've been doing so, helping you and your family for over 60 years. 405-745-2968. What did Haley Lee, what did Jordy Ball have to say after capturing a championship this uh, this weekend from up in OKC. We'll share it with you next right here. It's the Plank Show on the route. It's the Plank Show back with you. Hour number two presented by Allison Insurance. He is Connor Pasby. Connor, say hello to the people. Hello, hello. Good morning. Good morning, Oklahoma and beyond. Uh, I'm Josh Elmer. This is the ref, the home of Sooner fans that you're listening to, and we call this the Plank Show minus one Chris Plank, who, uh, of course, was filling in for, I'm sure, a, a worn-out, a traveling Toby Rowland. And uh, a T.J. Perry, who is uh, on vacation in our nation's capital? D.C. Not Deer Creek. <laughs> no, yeah, it is uh, it is not Washington, D.C. Haley Lee met with the media and uh, was asked about getting things going with the, the yak in the uh, Big 12 championship versus Tejas. Um, it was exciting, you know, first time in the Big 12 tournament. Um, so that was a, an exciting moment for me. Um, just getting to see everybody contribute and get to swing the bat hard and our pitchers shutting down teams, you know, that's exciting. That's something you're ready to get behind and just keep fighting for. So it was good to see everything kind of work out this weekend. <laughs> Yes, firing on all cylinders, things going well. 
And uh, Haley Lee was, uh, well, <laughs> she was uh, swinging the stick well, and she was the spark and, and talked a little bit more in depth about that right right here. Uh, I think they set the pace early. They were swinging hard in the first inning, you know, just a little earlier, a little late. So once we kind of passed the bat and talked about what needs to change, you know, I locked into kind of the ideas they were giving me, and I ran with it. You know, I took what they said and was like, all right, I'm going to lock in, and we're going to get the pitch that we want. Speaking of running with it, how about uh, Haley Lee and getting the signal? And she was chugging, chugging for home. Haley Lee, uh, fun moment. Excuse me. I had to clear my throat <laughs> we good? there. Yeah, we're good. Uh, fun moment happened to getting the signal, racing home. Haley Lee, what was it like? Uh <laughs> I'm just booking it, you know, coach at practice. <laughs> we're always trying to push the limits, you know, and I saw her kind of running third with me from third to home, and we were yeah, I was, actually. I've never done that I know. Before. We, were, we were running, you know, so once, once she was going, I was going, so it was, it was exciting. Good time hit for her. And I was- Oh, that's awesome. Coach was, uh, coach was running, running too, Connor. Show off the speed, Haley Lee. She's been awesome, dude. That's a power bat to have in the lineup a transfer from texas a&m her and sydney sanders have been really solid great additions to that batting lineup for you well no brainer statement here but the transfer portal additions to this team it's why this thing is they would have been a juggernaut without would have still been absolutely arguably still the favorite without but the additions of Sanders and Lee and Starocco and on and on and on, Connor makes this team almost unbeatable. You know, knock on wood, they've won 43 in a row. They're certainly they're capable of being beat. We get that. UCLA, Florida State, Tennessee, theoretically, yes. I don't think it's going to happen, but yes, hypothetically could. This team's not invincible. Nobody's invincible. But because of those additions – Man, it just makes uh, a juggernaut all the more a juggernaut. Yeah, to bring back some key pieces then to add through the transfer portal. And I just can't get away. You have three really good arms. So it doesn't matter who's on the mound for Oklahoma. You're still going to get a win, it feels like. And you're still going to allow not even a run or maybe one run or two. The ERA has just been sensational for OU, the pitching staff. Wow, it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's like everyone's under a one. It's crazy. Uh, speaking of Sweet Mother Mo rolling the uh, Sooners direction for, I don't know, 43 in a row and perhaps uh, beyond the all-time consecutive wins mark, here was Haley Lee talking about uh, Oklahoma's momentum. Yeah, it's excited to see the crowd. You know, there's these outstanding numbers and fans that are here and just making sure we can bring them into that and drag them with that momentum and really just keep that going. You know, you can you can feel when it goes to our side and we just want to keep that bottle and keep running with it. So. Well, and for Oklahoma, because of what they've done in this uh, this regular season, the crowd's going to be there the whole way. Uh, Oklahoma – and I know folks like to gripe and whine this type of year, but uh, Oklahoma welcomed all challengers throughout its uh, schedule up to this point. And by virtue of the the stat that we ran down earlier, Oklahoma's twenty and one versus teams in the the RPI's top twenty five. 
So it's not as if Oklahoma just played this cupcake schedule and now they'll get to play the Norman Regional at Marita Hines and then the Super Regional at Marita Hines and, you know, there's no challengers. And, oh, by the way, then you get to go to Oklahoma City. Oklahoma's earned the right to have the path that it's got where that momentum, getting those fans engaged like Haley Lee's talking about, guess what? You got Sooner fans and Sooner Nation on your side the rest of the way and they going to be rowdy. And have fun getting tickets, what, tomorrow when they drop? There's not, there's not going to be <laughs> much left. They'll be gone. You're going to have to find the uh, the backdoors <laughs> corridor on the internet. Yeah. However you can you can get that accomplished, congratulations. That's going to uh, be difficult. Do you want to get to Truth sooner right here? I do, okay. but uh, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll save Jordy coming up next. So, yeah, let's get True sooner in here before it's EO. True, what's up? Good morning. How are we doing? Hey, how you doing, man? Hey, I got a couple of quick things I was going to ask you about. First of all, did you happen to see this high school players get into this fight in this, in this, in this line after this game, this good game line? It happened at, line? it happened at Oklahoma Christian, their field. Uh, yeah, I did. Am, the, am the one I, guy, the one guy like sucker punched the other kid. It looked like. Yeah. Okay. So, and we've, we've seen stuff like this happen in women's basketball and we've seen stuff like this happen all over. Am I the only person that thinks by putting two, mad hens in a pen together after this thing is you know this thing being forced this the sportsmanship aspect of it it. it, it, yeah it's not it's not legit if they really don't want to go over there and shake each other all you're doing is that's the way i feel about it i feel like that they i realize it's politically correct i realize this is a time this is a different time but if these teams when you force them together like that it's not legit anyway yeah, I don't know if I would you know say I, mean? I don't know that I would say it's politically correct or incorrect or this or that. To me it's just this is this is what sports are designed to be. And yes, on some level it's silly, but at the high school level especially, th- these are not professional athletes, true. And I, the idea is you're supposed to be able to be competitive but realize that Afterwards, you're a good sport, and you go shake your opponent's hand, and you tell them good game in victory or in defeat. And I get it that it's kind of silly, and yeah, I mean, there's emotions, and you're frustrated, but the the life lesson here is like many other things in life to where you know this from your professional career and other moments in your life. Things don't always go your way, and the lesson is, you're supposed to be able to to be able to grin and bear it and shake your fellow man's hand and congratulate them or your fellow woman's hand or fellow person's hand. So I don't know. I just I come from the standpoint of I get it's maybe yes forced and I'll entertain that argument to it, but you still got to be able to go shake an opponent's hand and not sucker punch somebody. No, I'm not. I'm not saying you should be able to sucker punch somebody, but I'm just saying it seems it doesn't seem legit. It's kind of like sticking a microphone in Westbrook's face after he just, you know, lost the finals. Uh, you know, well, I'm with you know, on just, that. Just, the I mean, the kinda, mid-game it, interviews, like, can we cut these out? Why are we talking to coaches and players right in the middle of the game? A halftime interview, okay, but the <laughs> in the NBA, think, the quarter breaks, they're talking to the coach. I mean, just leave them alone. If they, if they want to go over there, if you know, if, you know, if you want to wave to them or what, or you want to go, there, if your best friend is a, I, I guess it's just a different time. You know, these all these these teams are playing together, growing up and stuff, and they're all best friends. I mean, look at the NBA. I mean, they, you know that, you know, they're hugging on each other. You know, after after a big loss, right after the game. So I guess it's just, I guess it's just a different time. You know, but 
I was I was going to ask you though. I was going to ask you about. Okay, so the the softball seedings, if you will. Um, yes. Okay. A lot of people very excited about the softball seedings. Well, it's just all sorts of positive reception for the committee's work this year. Yeah, well, great. Well, anyway, I, I know you're saying that tongue-in-cheek. But when you look up and you see, and I haven't been able to listen to your first you know, two or three hours, so I'm sure you've already covered this, but with Alabama or UCLA coming in number two, Alabama coming in at what, number five? Five. Um, OSU coming in at six. I mean, do they – do they just not have the eyeballs and the manpower to follow this thing? I mean, because they've stressed, just like in basketball, NCAA basketball, they stress is, you know, how you're playing down the stretch matters. Um, you know, Texas getting dropped to 13th. I, I, I love it, but did they really deserve to fall to 13th? No. They, you know, you, Utah, you know, Utah 15. Utah. Stanford not, not as a national seed. I mean, there's a lot of gripes. You know, here's a suggestion for everybody. If you're going to do this poor of a job, the NCAA doesn't need to have a selection committee to do this. Just let D1Softball.com and Tara Henry and her crew put the, the bracket together for everyone. Let them take the gripes and the complaints because they're going to do a better job than you. Are they just – seriously, Josh, are they just going down a top 25 of what the, of, of history? I mean – I mean, what what is why would they leave UCLA at two? I don't know. I mean, why would why would they move Alabama up to five? I mean, I, I guess that maybe it's just they don't have the manpower, woman power, whatever. Or they're trying to create thing. some some matchups uh, in the regionals and beyond. I, I I don't know, but there's plenty of things to be disappointed in. Outside of Oklahoma, if you're an Oklahoma fan, I think it's just what it is. Yeah, it is what it is, and you got the number one overall seed, and you were going to get a challenging two and three, and people would tell you maybe they got that with Cal and Missouri, but you shouldn't be worried because you're Oklahoma and Clemson as right. a your potential super regional opponent. That's all fine, well, and good. It's not like you're upset as an Oklahoma fan. How did we get these? This setup. It's actually one of the better setups in recent years for Oklahoma. It right. feels like oh, you usually. Remember in the past where you had Washington coming yeah. here and it was like, wait a second, why is Washington coming here? Or you had to go to Alabama. So Oklahoma, for the first time in a long time, we don't have a bunch of complaints right here. Well, they, forced, they, they forced Wichita State here a couple of years ago. When you right. Wichita State had, had a real good team. Um, but nationally, you know, it was not a, very, not a very good job. And, and I'm officially now campaigning. Tara Henry and D1 Softball, just let them put the bracket together. NCAA, you've lost the right. Yeah. Well, I mean, so what's your thoughts on OU? I guess OU is, I mean, Clemson is a legit 16 seed, right? I mean, they're not putting them there. I mean, they're they're not one of those teams like Alabama or something. They're they're actually legit 16, I would guess. Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're 14th, hey, they're 14th in the RPI if, if that does anything for you, so – Gotcha, gotcha. You guys have a great day. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Uh, we got some uh, one text here from the 405 on the uh, the handshake line. Are you kidding me? Coaches need to do a better job developing young people. Shake hands and don't punch someone. Are we just going to stop expecting people to be mature? Uh, hey, I agree. To me, you should be able to shake your opponent's hand without it escalating to that. Now, this is one instance out of about thousands of other – I mean, how many games have we broadcast? Everybody's fine shaking each other's hands. This one they weren't, 
and that's disappointing, and it's a learning lesson for the individual involved. Yeah, I mean, you just got to be a bigger man. Toss the hate aside, whatever he had uh, during the game, he just played. I mean, come on, dude. You can't have that crap after a game well, in, I'm a, sure, in a handshake line. I'm sure there was plenty of jawing, and we don't know the comments that were made that, uh, you know, premeditated the punch, but you need to be able to shake people's hands. It could be. I don't know what the coaches – I mean, surely the coaches talk to the kid right before the handshake line if there was some beef during the game. Be like, hey, don't do any of that crap once you get in the handshake line. And believe it or not, there's a punch. I'm all for changing and evolving. I just think that's one thing in sports that – do I need to see everybody shake each other's hands? No, but I guess it's old school for me. I feel like you should be able to do that. If we get rid of it, I'm not going to complain and say, oh, my gosh, bring the handshake lines back. But as long as the handshake lines are here, yeah, I mean, you got to be able to hand or you. It's the handle high you. school level. Oh, I mean, I, come on. Yeah, it's just be able to go shake pro, somebody's pro, hand. Pros is a different story. We're talking about young kids here. Okay. We have uh, run along. we got to take a break. It's the Plank Show right here on The Ref. Back with you in a moment right after this. Ah, it's the Plank Show. We're back. Home Sooner fans, Connor Pasby is my partner this morning. I'm Josh Elmer. Right here on The Ref, hour number two, presented by Allison Insurance. Number to call, 405-745-2968, Allison Insurance. They've been helping you and your family for over 60 years. Boy, you talk about uh, a loaded question here. It's a good one from Frisco Sooner. It's a, this is, uh, put it up, right there on the tee, boom, fire it down the fairway, Put it up, uh, you know, just soft toss it right across the heart of home plate and crank it out of the ballpark. Quick question for you guys. I'm curious to see what you think. Do you think this year's OU softball team is better than last year's Oklahoma softball team? I feel like we're saying this every single year when OU steps on the field. And it's a good thing when you've won back-to-back national championships if uh, you continue to have the discussion. But carry on. I mean, you can argue that they are. I mean, from top to bottom, the whole lineup is better than last year's, but it's really close. (laughs) The team last year was uh, really good. But, I mean, you had a few transfers and a big-time transfer pitcher, uh, Alex Tarocco. I mean, that tips the cap right there. That tops it off that this year's team, I think, is – better than last year's but it's really close you had a transcendent talent in jocelyn allo with the bat so that that's tough i mean that's the 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 home run it's a really big bat one of the best to probably ever play now softball collectively i think uh, and and not that you're, you're not hitting the same amount of home runs this season but you're not like it's not like you're not hitting home runs, and it's not like you're not getting extra base hits. Jada Coleman, I would say, is better yeah. than a season ago, and she was magical a season ago. The The difference, though, would be, though, Hope Troutwine was really good, and Jordy Ball before the injury was really, really good. Right now, this this trio of Ball, Storacco, May – is probably the best OU's ever had in the circle. So that would be the the difference. Now, I would say on this, I think top to bottom this one might be better. I, if you ask me to pick, I would. I, I think I'd lean this one, even with the transcendent bat of Jocelyn Allo, and that's crazy. That's crazy that we're going to say that. And this team, we'll see how these next 
couple of weeks play out, it would be a feather in their cap in this debate, Connor, if they set the all-time consecutive wins mark. It's like that New England team that they were undefeated, got to the Super Bowl, couldn't beat the Giants. That would be the unquestioned greatest NFL team of all time. They would have topped that Dolphins team if they won that game, but they didn't win that game. So for Oklahoma, not that they necessarily have to get that all-time consecutive wins mark, but that's going to, in this debate, I think it's going to help it. If, if they go all the way, then yes, of course, you, you will say that this team is better than last year's, but maybe there's some, a little bit of pressure just losing one game in a regular season. I know it's hard for a team to keep this going, but I just don't know who's going to beat them. If they, if they go undefeated throughout this postseason push, I don't think there's uh, – yeah, I think you'd have to say this team, wouldn't you? And maybe best college softball team ever. 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 I, yeah. Yeah, that's – I mean – And this this lineup, I mean, there's just no easy out, it feels like. 580 says the stats say both pitching staffs are equal. Better defensively, not quite as good on offense. That's the thing with this team defensively. I mean, you got – your outfielders that can cover so much ground, Jada Coleman leading it in center field, and then Grace Lyons. I mean, dude, just a vacuum over at shortstop, and she makes some really good plays. <laughs> it's just, I mean, you can hit a ball in the infield and feel like you're going to run it out, and all of a sudden Grace Lyons just fires one over to first. Yeah. <laughs> it's a difficult debate, and I would say you, you probably feel pretty good going to battle with – Either or. And probably when it's all said and done, you'll be – I mean, the debates we can have about, like, ranking national championship OU teams is is wild. I'm still – man, those Lauren Chamberlain teams were, were – the, the Chamberlain team that won it was great. Great. And he had Ricketts, I mean, throwing extremely hard. Every time she was on the mound, I mean, you feel like that's an automatic win. Now, the lineup probably top to bottom wasn't – I mean, it wasn't quite as potent, but I, I just, ranking these teams is so difficult. Just get oh my gosh, you just get better talent every single year. I know it's it's crazy. All right, uh, gotta take a to come back close up hour number two next right here on the ref nine one eight. I hope someday our football team would be this dominant. I think a lot of people want that. Yeah. Yep. 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 Everybody, uh, everybody's hoping for that. We'll see. We'll see if Brent can uh, can take them there. There's some football stuff uh, that happened this weekend. We got uh, a recruiting update we can share with you. Zadavian Sims. Does uh, that name ring a bell for you, Connor? A little bit. Yeah. I just man, I've been bad at really following recruiting. Hashtag the past few weeks. Yes, I've been really bad. When I get into softball baseball mode, I kind of. I don't try to stay away from recruiting and football news, but it, well, just ha- it just happens. Suffice it to say, this is officially Tyler – well, it's been Parker's wheelhouse, but it's officially Tyler and Parker's wheelhouse on Locked In with McComas and Thune. So that'll uh, that'll be coming your way at 2 o'clock. But that doesn't mean we can't share you a little bit of uh, recruiting update next. Um yeah, I'd, I'd like to see Brent Venables take Oklahoma to that point. I need to see that uh, that he can start shifting Oklahoma into uh, that direction this season. Love what they're doing recruiting-wise. Still a believer in Brent, but uh, results 
results have to reflect that starting uh, as soon as this season. Key Lawrence, did you see his his little quote tweet from over the weekend? Yeah, he didn't like what was it on three that had the yeah. top top let's ten talk safeties. About that. Yeah, coming back. Let's talk about that next. Let's talk. Let's just do a little football when we come back, and we still have uh, a, a bunch more audio from uh, Sapa. I don't even think we've hit on. Ja Morant, we got to talk about Ja. I mean, what a grief, man. What a mess. And the NBA playoffs in general. So, all of that coming your way. Hour number three is next right here. It's the Plank Show.